September 25, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
Watch the Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. Starting the show off with Afro Blue live at Chalet Playel, Paris, July 28, 1965. John Coltrane. Sorry for butchering the French language. Well, I'm equal opportunity language butcherer, so and I, I don't mean to do it, in, especially my mother tongue, but uh, yeah, I'm short on a lot of skills, people. Then uh, A-Pop, brand new, Freeway Brawl, which is kind of a... Used to be a SoCal thing, but yeah, all country's into it now. <laughs> Crazy ass shit. And because um, of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I have an incredible privilege to have aboard the Eight Pop Cats. Uh, are you in Highland Park? We're in Montecito Heights, which is near Highland Park. I, I got a kind of an idea. I mean, you're like 30 miles north of Pedro, but uh, right. I think because, Paul, I'm trying to think. When the double knot spy car had me aboard in that pad, and I thought that was yeah, yeah. either Echo Park or it was Highland Highland Park, or, and I can't that remember was, exactly. That's Echo Park. Okay, okay, so, so a little close. Okay, now I remember it was sweaty. Yeah, we had I, we had a I, good time. We had Park. a good time. It was a jam. Yeah. It was improvised jam. You made, made a record with lots of different cats, kind of your own version of wrestling record in a way, and it was very very generous of you. Uh, oh, me aboard. Well, all you guys, deal. all you guys, and then later we uh, got to do a uh, share stage at McCabe's and with my second men. Now, now l- l- let's get at the matter of hand, though. The eight pop, because <laughs> it's a new project. Now, uh, uh, Paul sent me, uh, listeners. Paul sent me an email a couple months ago. Said, "Hey, he's got. I got this new project," and uh, he sent me a press release. And Paul and, and fellow yeah. band members, I. If you were in person, and instead of handing them that press release, how would you describe uh, Ape Pop? Not, not, not just what the band is, but you know how it got together and the history of the member. You're a power trio, right? Yeah, it's a power trio that's heavily augmented by our mad scientist and drummer, Sean Norris. Um, you know, we always liked each other's playing. We, we, we actually first played on a, a, a children's music project we have called Earthworm Ensemble. Rick Alonzo, our, our bass player, played on it. And I'm like, that guy doesn't play like anyone I know. He's got a really unusual style. So I was quite intrigued. So we talked about jamming for years and we finally got together. And uh, it just clicked. I, you know, we just we uh, we relate to the way each other play, even though it's, we have very different styles. So uh, we decided we're going to make it a purely improv project. So that's been our method so far. We just make it up from note one and see what happens. Your press really says more than that. <laughs> it's, I've only now, you I've don't only want me to read that motherfucking thing. That's why I was saying, if you were like face to face with some cat and you had to like, you know, uh, for, uh, let me, let me, uh, let, let me ask you this. Uh, it sounds like you were the, even though you guys were connected, you were the motivator. You were the, you know, Get it going, or no, not really. I'm Sean's more okay, the mastermind. Okay, okay, he, uh, that's that's good to know because I'm I'm working on the mind reading, but I'm gonna. He's still also have, more awake than I am. I'm gonna have. I'm look. I'm trying to tell you. I'm working on the mind reading, but in the meantime, I'm gonna have to use words. So I don't know about this stuff. You're gonna have to enlighten me using language and words. Yeah, yeah. When we get, I get that mind reading thing solved. Fuck it. Won't even have to have the show, right? I just put the show in people's <laughs> heads. <laughs> it's coming. That's, okay. that's coming. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. 
Well, yeah. So, I mean, we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, Sean plays all kinds of drums. He's uh, he's played with Dwight Yoakam and pretty much every Americana band in Los Angeles. Um, and I, you know, I have a pretty eclectic background on guitar and and Rick um, hasn't played in tons of bands, but he's a very serious student of the instrument. He studied. Who's a, your mentor, dude? Oh, uh, Max Bennett. Who uh, Max was uh, was a one-off. Uh, his background was in jazz, and then he transitioned to work in the studios, and then he had a chance to start a band. So he and Tom Scott started uh, LA Express, and they went on to right. do albums. Yeah. Jody Alto Mitchell. player, right? Tom Scott. Yeah. And, and wasn't uh, there a Baker Gervitz Army? A Ginger Baker had a band with him for a little while. He ended up on a lot of fucking also uh, theme shows in the TV, right? Beretta and shit. That's him and right. David yeah. Sanborn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both those guys were were uh, first call session players, so they they did a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's something about a sax, huh? And there's something about a back uh, bass. Something about a sax. And there's something about a bass cat, Aiden and a bet, and a sax cat bringing it. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I loved it. I'm slayed by it. I just love it. Uh, yeah. So and and some of the frequencies uh, overlap because of course they're both they're both kind of like the human voice. That's why don't they don't let them in the fucking symphony, right? Oh, the timbers wrong. Oh, you fucking yeah. <laughs> look look look. I'm I'm a little prejudiced this way, but what kind of bass? Um, well, I still have my uh, first P bass, and uh, was your first bass, bass a P bass? Yeah. Yeah, bitching. What kind? It's a it's a nineteen seventy three blonde white pickguard, and it's uh, all original. Okay, seventies. There's two kinds, huh? Three bolt or four There's bolt? Pre CBS. Well, no. Uh, it is four bolt. <laughs> It, it is yeah. horrible. Because there's 71s. Even though they got that little tilde just, you can yank those fuckers out of tune because of three bolt. And yeah, not a good. But, That's but, right. But, and also, 70s has got some, they were mixing up woods. That's way after the CBS thing. They're getting ready to sell it again. So, uh, But I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, do you remember your first gig where you worked the bass in front of folks? I do, actually. It was it was very traumatic for me because I was... Oh, Pedro, we call those pants shitters. That's a... Man, I should have worn my brown trousers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me about it. Tell me about it. So I was uh, fresh out of Jersey where my only experience with music was my dad, who was an opera singer, and me sitting in the basement listening to Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. And him and singing. And of, him singing. <laughs> Yeah, you're a and great gig in the sky. That's that was exactly what I was dreaming about, and <laughs> and so I, uh, you know, still smelling of sandalwood incense, um, picked Patchouli. up the bass when I was nineteen, and after I've been playing six months, I'm at the Cuckoo's Nest in Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa. Yeah, and, and you know, punk was going off. Oh, and yeah, I'd, I'll tell I'd you about heard, that stage. Of... That that club, you had to bring your own mics. So me and D-Boom, we only had this little yeah. Radio Shack uh, tape recorder thing. We taped to a cymbal stand. But their grounds were fucked up on uh, each side of the stage. So uh, we got all sweaty and shit and uh, arced. But uh, between our noses, knocked us both on our backs. Oh, <laughs> <murdered us. laughs> but, you know, like Ishmael, I mean... we lived to tell the tale. 
I, I, I remember the shocks. I mean, that was among, among the many reasons for the, for the brown trousers. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about and, that gig. And one of, one of the first shocks to me, apart from that, was I had no idea that standing on a stage on a big riser acted like a giant sound box because oh, we'd yeah. always practice in a garage. Right, it's a resonator. Yeah. So I hit a note as like, this is nothing like I experienced. And, you know, as a bass player, you hit those big notes and you're like, holy shit. Yep. This is a, an amazing instrument. It is. And it's the, uh, it's the big, so, you know, people say four string guitar, bullshit. It's four string drum set, timpani and kick, maybe a little tom. <laughs> well, that's true. It's, it's, I'm glad it's you agree with that because these other motherfuckers, instrument. they just think that, that, that looks is everything, right? It's practice. <laughs> it's the, how you work it. It's how you work it. And I guess you have to look good while you're working it. That's what the brown pants are for. Look, uh, Paul, you gave me this uh, directed <laughs> mutagenesis. <laughs> Let me play it.
Live from Pedro Show, that chunk of music is started with Ape Pop doing directed Mutagenesis. Then brand new from PK out in DC area formed. Beautiful album, Brother Pat did. Ben Lee out of Australia, but he lives, I think, in the Val. Uh, or maybe Hollywood Hill. Ben Lee featuring Hopefully. Sad 13 with Born for This Bullshit. Yes, you were born for those hills. <laughs> I think he's torn in Australia right now. Los Remedios out of uh, Barcelona with Divan. Uh, Brother Milo from Chile. He's got his own studio. And so I'm so glad fucking musicians have their own studios. It's, that's so bitching. That's more and more that happened. Uh, Toy Mango, Ithaca, New York, 6 out of 8. There's going to be a party when you die from... No, that's the name of the band. <laughs> Not listening is a song. I don't know where they're from. But they got inside my ear hole. And then finally, Ape Pop, don't touch that screen. Don't touch that dial. Ah, nowadays, yes. Ah, you updated that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, would you call that gig a success? I would. Okay. It, uh, it was, it was mind-blowing because I, I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know that rednecks would be fighting with punks in the parking lot. Because of the chop, and- that steakhouse next door. Yeah, Zoom. They shared yeah, they shared the parking Zoomies. lot. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, especially after getting all fucking baracho and so, shit, right? This is my first this is my first gig, and so I invited my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I gotta tell you, it's one of the life's weird experiences when you feel protective of your parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> understood. Understood. Uh, what kind, oh, I didn't ask about the amp. Um, well, uh, in those days, I was playing through a PV head. And hey, Minuteman, first uh, Minuteman, I was through a PV 400 with uh, two 15s. Yeah, this was a, a two 15s. I think it was an Alsek Lansing. And uh, it, it, was, uh, it was one of those things that weighed like over 100 pounds and had yeah. a handle in the middle. So, you know, it was the hernia handle, we call it. The suitcase. <laughs> the nutcase. <Wow. laughs> Fucking. What was people thinking, man? Dudes who actually didn't do gigs. Mississippi Marshalls, yep. Peavies. Uh, yeah, like Paranoid Time. And uh, so the first couple ones, I'm, I'm going through one of those things. But I look at it like, did you use fingers or a pick then? Fingers. Okay, I used pick at first. Yeah, it was punk. all... Punk was too fast for me, so I had to use pick until uh, the, there's one song on Double Nickels. That's when I left it behind. But I wish I I could do both, you know, because it's all vocabulary. Yeah. Now, what about songwriting? I, Were you writing songs that early? Did you write on bass? Because I think that is the future of the bass, not uh, really 10, 12, 18 strings. I think it's going to be a composition tool. And I would like the know, drums, too. You know, Chico Hamilton couldn't get songwriting credits. So the, one of my crusades is to get rhythm sections out there fucking being the composers to set up the launch pads, to set up the springboards. You know, Damn straight. The, the, writing, the writing that I do is with these two guys. And it's... Oh, it it's has your to first time. With, these guys, it's your cherry gig, right? Well, it's, it's my cherry gig in the sense of, of actually uh, coming up with, with tunes that feel like they're, they're a statement. And not just the jam. Okay, good point. They got a focus. They got an yeah. anchor. They got tent stakes. And it, it feels like, you know, uh, like human thought captured in, in notes. 
I like that. You're painting a picture in my brain. You, you put, <laughs> and I, I'm thinking That's of those. What those does. Well, I'm thinking of those caves in France with the, the. You know, when people say "keep it real," you know, I can imagine the first cave painting, and the dude says to his partner, "So, what do you, what do you, th- what is it?" Oh, that's chromium zinc. No, man, that's a fucking horse. <laughs> yeah, keep it fucking real. Arts used to transit. You know, John Fogarty born on a very northwest bayou. Right? Near Berkeley or somewhere else. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? It's a to, to get pumped a lot of pain. You know what? It paint, it's, it's an abrev for propane. There was no hurt. The big wheel is on the river. I had that song so fucking wrong for so many years. The only thing, you know, these cats, uh, Black Humor, up in the city maybe 40 years ago, had this record. And there's a line where the guy goes, the only thing new is you finding out about it. Oh, that's good. Okay, let's let's, Wait, let's, so, let's talk so with Sean. So pain well, you're going to pump a lot of pain. Yeah, because he's working on a... There's a lot of uh, fuel in Louisiana and shit. Oh, man. Gasoline and natural gas. I thought, I thought gas. he was like heroin or something. Me too. Something, the drug reference. Well, wow. yeah, maybe. maybe yeah. Well, maybe it's propane. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, the thing is, if you look at... John Fogarty puts all his words up on his uh, site, and he's got a little fucking apostrophe before pain. Oh. And it's spelled oh. P-A-N-E, not... I am uh, bread and oh, well, French. Bread go. and French. Hey, let me talk to Sean. The stick man with the beat in his hand. How'd you get on the fucking drums, Sean? How'd I get on the drums? There's an echo uh, I saw Pat Benatar in the '80s, and I saw Myron Grumbacher was the drummer for Pat Benatar, and he was a real animated, interesting dude, and and he danced around the drums between the songs and played the endings real real like like a wild man and and uh he was he was uh he drew my attention and i thought man that looks like a lot of fun that guy's that guy's uh you know it looks like he's really enjoying himself so you know you know what Uh, that reminds me when i saw golden earring right they had the big song dutch guys who sound like the who with the radar but they don't play that till the end all the rest is like prog the fucking singer pulls out a flute and shit but when they get to that tune (laughs) At the end, the drummy jumped off over the singer. It was a weird mix. What do you wow. call it? Schmaz in the wrestling world. Yeah. So go on. So that was just uh, my impetus to uh, want to do something like that. I thought I can. I want to. I want to drum. And uh, and so I uh, I got interested and I got lessons kind of right away my mom was kind of like well if you want to do that maybe let's get some lessons and i and i had a great first teacher and he you know turned me on to some uh, music that i probably would have never uh would have never crossed my radar which was big band music from the uh swing era and i, I saw and louis I, belson the inventor of the double kick right uh he he uh he took me to rehearsal bands down in uh in the toward the beach there were these old retired guys that used to get to get together a weekly to read dance band music of their era and uh my teacher said hey why don't you sit in on this one this one's called uh, uh stardust and it you know just play brushes just stir the soup so he showed me how to do that and i read the chart and 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 all these old guys started you know, saying, hey, uh, you want to do a casual? You want to do a wedding? And so uh, 
I said, yeah. He goes, okay, it pays 50 bucks, you know, show up, uh, show up here and wear a nice, nice suit, wear a tie. And, and, uh, and, uh, we're going to play all this old music that, you know, and I learned all that music and I, I fell in love with that music. And, and, uh, and those, those old guys were real sweet. And that's, that was kind of like my, my intro to drumming, you know, what about your first kit? First kit was a Pearl Export. Peter Chris drum Pearl. Set, but Peter Chris. That's right, Peter Chris. <laughs> uh, my my first concert was Kiss, 1979. We saw him, we saw him five times. Center. You meet in D Boone saw him five times before they had an album out. They would open up for anybody. And I remember the album came out. It was so fucking slow. Which album is that? The first. I said first. Oh, album. Kiss, Kiss Alive. No, it's just called Kiss. It's just called Kiss. Yeah, Kiss Alive is the fourth. I album. thought Kiss Alive was the first. That's the fourth. Uh, album. You're right. You're now, right. Look, look. This, this, this is about you, not me. Go ahead. <laughs> that, that pearl kit. What was the first time you brought that? That first time you brought the pearl kit in front of people at a gig, like the oh, cherry in front gig. of people. Yeah. Wow. Uh, gosh, first gig. Uh, probably. Um, probably the talent show at high school so okay. you know uh we learned um oh god uh turning japanese you know we learned that song covered that song and uh i don't know who did that song remember a little new artist, wave a little we wave. Played... you were waving it i was waving it man that's my era <laughs> was it a su- and... was the gig a success any original material it was a big success yes yes did it you was, win the it... contest I don't think it was a contest, but I think we were the we were the main act of the show. Okay. We were the we were the ones that uh, and, and the girl that was sing it was a girl actually that so uh, there was a girl singing there was a guy, but the girl sang another song which I don't remember. It was a uh, some ballad song and she was the highlight. Hit I don't me with your good shot. Yeah, it's it's a Pat Benatar all over again. You know those old guys, Sean. That's right. I think those old guys, Sean, really did you a favor. Because they kind of sh- sure did. They, they busted down the hatch. It says fucking genres rule. Music is music. That's the bottom line. And I was worried you got it. at the beginning of the show. Paul said something about Americana, and I was like, "Oh my god, genre rock. We're still in the gulag. <laughs> We're still in, got the Berlin walls in our brains with that shit. It had to take the movement to, and a crowbar to get it out of my fucking life. So that those old guys, what a gift. What a gift." And what we're kind good. of missing that now, right? They used to tell me rock and roll had to be to marketed to young people, so it wasn't like you could yeah. play with older people anymore. Even though we got eighty-year-old Rolling Stones now, so maybe it's that things will change. Yeah, yeah, it's different now. It became yeah. I don't maybe the marketing thing was always a thing, but uh, yeah, I wasn't aware of it. These old guys didn't talk about any of that. They used to talk about seeing uh, Gene Krupa, you know, uh, his silhouette was on a was on a, the stage backdrop and, and when they were growing up they were like young kids watching gene krupa and telling me crazy stories uh and, and oh yeah about- anita, anita o'day went to jail because he got caught with mota she helped him out there look we're at the end of the first hour it's september 25 2021 dishwap peter special guests eight pop whole day for hour two September 25, 2021. It's the second hour of the lot for Pedro Show. 
Pedro Show, start of second hour, 8 Pop, doing Destination Earth. Then we had If Moana, Al Margolis, Chester, New York, Korg, 
That's a title. And then Ape Pop with Desert Flowers. That's delicate. Kind of. Right. <laughs> Unless they're on a barrel cactus. Or what the what? <laughs> what are those motherfuckers with the big old spikes and shit? Like, that's why these uh, motorcycle guys wear like a catcher shin guards. Because, I can't. The Alzheimer's <laughs> working on me. I can't think of these motherfuckers, man. Oh. Anyway, songwriting process. Well, no, first. What was the first ape pop prac like? That was. Uh, oh, it was Desert Flowers. Was desert, flowers desert Flowers. Yeah. Just did just kind of got together didn't talk and talk about it we just kind of started playing you know paul paul kind of has a way of coming up with a something to latch your uh latch onto you know that real it was pretty all all, all you know it started pretty from the get-go you know yeah so the traditional role right the guitar guy brings it in and then the, you know bass player and drummer make it a song <laughs> Yeah, we just kind of fell in, and, and it made sense. <laughs> well, you know, you got them rolls. They're, uh, they're like in cement and everything. But, you know, no, but it is beautiful. And, Paul, uh, did he ever do slide with you guys, uh, lap steel and shit? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah, bitching, yeah. But yeah, th that's it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the other instrument. A little we could, we, did we track with Steel Live? I think I think uh, uh, Don't Touch That Screen is Steel. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm, you well, never I'm, know I want to get before that. <laughs> I want to get in the composition stage. I want to know how eight pop songs come together. Out of jams, I assume. Well, I, mean, I think... I think assume, sorry, what? Um, I think Rick Rick put it well. It, 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 I mean, it, it could be described as a jam, but I think we had agreed going in that we're going to try and, and make music where we are composing and it is i guess what what happens is you you're like okay this has to sound like music right from the start so i think you're slightly more careful than just um wanking or whatever so you're trying to come up with a theme and and then the other two guys are also responding with a, a structure rather than just uh you know trying out a new riff or something it's you, you're yeah, you're you're trying to compose a piece simultaneously, so you're listening to each other very carefully too. That's what I was going to and, say. By saying careful, you mean you're listening. Yeah, we exactly. That's what Nels Klein yeah. taught me. When it, you know he had he brought out thirty six pedals. I said, "What's your favorite one?" He says, "The volume." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Jimmy Jimmy had the guitar upside down, so he fucking palmed that motherfucker. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Whammy, too, like that. My, microtone, totally. right? The bone. It was a bass a, cleft, but it was on the way. And and uh, Rick, I called you Ron, and I'm an asshole. And lo siento, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, you know. <clears throat> Thank God we processed that now. Okay, okay. Get the brown trousers. <laughs> look, look you know, this, go it's ahead. It's a conversation among. among that's us. right. That's what. You, that's the goal, right? Of the three guys come together. And, uh, and practice. I remember, I, I was living in a house with a with a really gifted jazz piano player, and he said, "Why don't you come and sit in?" And and these are sidemen that used to play at Blues Alley in, in D.C. and you know with all these iconic players. I got. I have no business being here. He goes, "Just play." So I started playing. And I, and I begged the guys, please, just play blues. And we're like, you know, two seconds in off the deep end. And and I realized everything I played that I, I felt was wrong, they were turning into music. And I and I couldn't believe how dynamic it was. And it, 
it was like a conversation among adults who were really supportive. And I and I never knew music could be that way. I didn't. It didn't have to be a regimented thing where everyone's got knows their place and got to, has to do their thing. Right, right. It was, and it you was know, you know, jazz has lots of blues. Listen to Cousin Mary. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah. That that's working the flat third. The whole. It's all about cross pollinate. Maybe. If we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah. uh, well, percussion discussion. You know this tune, Mr. Mingus wrote for Mr. Roach, right? Percussion discussion. Right? <laughs> I don't know that one. Well, that's why I invited you on the show. No, they, no <laughs> Thank that was you. bullshit. That was bullshit. <laughs> but I'm glad I got the opportunity to turn you on. I knew there was going to be a lesson here somewhere. <laughs> okay. Look, I want to play uh, House of Mirage. <laughs>
Watch for people. The dog goes to where the funk is. Okay. Because the nose knows. Hey, <laughs> Pop, with House of Mirage, Northern Job with Subsidies, VIP, live at VOV 2013 from Head Bobble. Mirrors, old, day, old Cleveland scene. Uh, God, the Velvet Underground, what, 23 gigs there? Most time they ever played. And Bob Quine taped, I think, every one of them. Incredible guitar, man. I don't know if you're hip to him, Paul, but uh, it was Dick Hell, Richard Elm, the Voidoid. Uh, big influence on D. Boone. And then finally, um, it popped with frequency location. So I want to know how, tell me how House of Mirage came about. We, we've been playing for uh, hours. We've only gotten together, I think, three times. And each time is a marathon recording session. And uh, when we leave, we don't know what happened. Um, and then we start hearing tracks coming from uh, Sean's, you know, big, dark cauldron where he stirs stuff up. He's stirring up the soup. And we're like, holy shit. Like, we, we did something, you know, because you don't always know that you, you made something until you hear it, you know, later. It's a really I've, weird. I've heard of that. Process. I've heard of that. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, the process, of, for example, Miles uh, smiles on the corner, right where they do the big old jams, and then, and then it's edited work. Or do you guys use it yeah. as like the idea uh, storyboard kind of trip? After a while, find the good like Steely Dan, right? Don, uh, Walter Fagan, Don Becker have these really good musician guys jam for hours and find that one fucking lick that's going to be peg. That's, yeah. that's part of it, yeah. yeah. Curating stuff, you know, finding the stuff that uh, makes kind of makes sense, and it's a process. Add some moog. Yeah, Sean. That Sean. Uh, it's it's it really is two very almost diametrically opposed things. Just very free form playing, channeling whatever you're all channeling together. And then Sean, it's it's very much the opposite. It's it's almost like the way modern you know pop music music is produced. It's you know it's 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 uh you're basically dissecting it and rearranging it for uh you know to maybe maybe to enhance what's already there. But uh, Paul, can I uh, um, so there's I the editing. And can I suggest a parallel? What about a, a ceramic guy? He's getting the fucking clay. He put it on the wheel. That fucking thing turns into a mug. That's right. That's crazy. We were just talking about <laughs> ceramic mugs. I'm not kidding. And I, we had a detailed conversation about ceramic mugs right before you called. <laughs> okay, but the idea of that you got some raw material, right? Yeah. Because yeah, when you yeah, bring in that, and you shape it. Okay, you know you you said that word pop, which is popular, right? Pop is Latin for the people, right? Pop, fox popular. Yeah. People's voice. So so it's part of your band name too. So there is a sensibility. Yeah, we want it. We, I mean, we want it to be pleasing to people's ears, and maybe in even a kind of traditional sense, and not so avant-garde sense. We, we want the melodies to be pleasing and the textures, and and with an arc to it, you know, so it goes somewhere. Kind of what traditional pop songwriting values are, but in very disguised by the fact that it's made up, and we're we're taking a lot of chances, but we still want it to sound like uh, pop music in a strange way. 
or, or, or strange meaning they could tell it's fucking ape pop when they hear it. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. D. Boone said something that to me early in the band. He goes, look, we can play anything we want as long as it sounds like the Minutemen. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. D Boom was like that. Like Punk is what he I met this thing. The, the skater he made a sticker out of it. it. Was in an interview. He goes, "You know, Punk was anything we made it to be." <laughs> right. Yeah. Punk and Pedro met a guy who got fucked in jail for cigarettes. We could not believe that people would call their music saying this. <laughs> <laughs> so we just thought that's you know the the creator gets to. Define it and put it out there. You don't have to chow it, but at least, you know, there's no fucking gatekeeper, some filter, some sanitizer or, or insanitizer. Anyway, anyway. Uh, exactly. So let's get back to the original question. House of Mirage. It came out of all these jams. Then Sean gets the jams and starts uh, distilling. Distilling. I think, yeah, finding the stuff that uh, I, I'm kind of attracted to. I don't know what, I don't know if that's good or bad. Sometimes it's not so good, but uh, that one I think had kind of worked out. And uh, Well, I and, love it. That's why I asked you about it. Uh, thank you. I love it. And look, we're at the end of the second hour, September 25, 2021, Dish Watt Pedro Show special guest, 8 Pop, Hold Tight Fire 3. My watch. September 25, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Speed show started third third hour off the year that disappeared. A little topical here. A pop. Then Lucas and Bella buckled on Sydney. And then this is from Paul. Now Paul also wrote me because he had another record. In fact, more recent. I seen Law I see Hawks in LA, which has been going around a long time. And that was on our way. Now, Paul, what do you want to say about uh I see Hawks in LA? I want to play a couple more to you. Well, yeah, it's it's been 20 years. Sean was the drummer for many years. We uh, stayed in many squalorous hotels and lost sleep and political arguments on 20-hour van rides. You know, I'm, you might be familiar with all that stuff, but uh, but we put out 10 records of uh, Americana. I mean, <laughs> Americana is where rockers go to die right now, but it used to be kind of a legitimate category. It, you know, man, I just gave that big fucking preaching country. diatribe on genre and shit. You got to dredge that motherfucker back up. Okay. But, <laughs> um, but okay, I see. I didn't know you guys had common ground with Sean. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because I was wondering, Paul, if, if Ape Pop was kind of a reaction to your experiences in I See Hawks in LA. Um, well... In, in one way, I, the Hawks are very structured. I mean, it's really traditional songwriting. The songs come first. And so, you know, also being a guitar player, you are you sort of restrict yourself. Oh, well, I have to play a B minor here. And uh, and A-pop does definitely represents um, total freedom. I mean, the song comes from the playing rather than the playing supporting the song. And... and but you know both both methods wind up producing music. So um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a release from a you know more more conventional sounding projects. So uh, yeah, it's, I guess it could be a bit of a reaction. Are, are you are you you know the thing that's strong about country is 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 the songwriting thing, right? Being able to sing yeah, a yeah. song, tell a story. You know uh, what's his name? Leon Payne. A blind guy. I've, you know, I know the name. But okay, I'm not, a blind not guy, and, and a blind he had a blind wife, and someone took him to see the movie Psycho. But of course, they had to tell him right because, and he writes this <laughs> song. You know this, and Eddie Kovac had a Kovac. That's a comedian, right? Or is that no? Yeah, yeah. You, it's the trippiest fucking song because it puts you in the moment because all these traditional things come up, you know, and you know, like when you hear the first Noel or the fuck, right? No, no, no. He's in the moment. You got to pay attention. And maybe he's having a goof and it's a joke kind of thing. But uh, there, there, there is a craft to writing a fucking song. But I thought Ape Pop was trying to write songs. You just guys were trying to come about it out of an improvised uh, birther uh, incubator. Yeah, yeah. We're. I mean, we're 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 thinking melodically and phrasing and. Um... 
I think the one other thing is the, the, the sort of rule of improv, like if it's, you know, improv actors, if someone does something, you must respond to that. You don't ignore it. You don't fight it. Whatever they do, you build on that. And I think that's that's a good uh, that's an important element of eight pop. If, if if Rick plays a cool lick, Sean and I are going to make that the the foundation of the next two minutes worth of music. So, I, uh, but 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 yeah, there's a shared um, there's a shared destination, I guess, even though we don't know what it is. Well, no, you, the destination is to make another tune for the eight pop band, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And, and, and how do you know when a tune's done, Sean? Or, or Paul or Rick, all three? When Paul talks me off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's the there's the way the song ends, which God knows. It's, I guess we get tired. You know, then, somebody, uh, you said something about political argument. Is it possible to dream by committee? Oh, that's a good question. Wow, yeah, you. you know what? I would say yes, because one of the things I think we would all agree on is you do enter a little bit of a dream state if you're really communicating with each other and making it up on the spot. Time gets very altered. Like you might play for 22 minutes and it seems like four minutes or vice versa. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a collective dream might be a, a good way to put it. Okay. Um but can you have three guys on the rudder? <laughs> somebody's got to be the keel, man. Three, right? Right? Somebody's no got to be bow. Somebody's yeah. got to be keel. Somebody's got to be rudder. Sometimes you got to piece it out, right? No, we had, there, okay. There's three rudders. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're going to be doing some loops. <laughs> I want, the Architecture Asian show. <laughs> this is my favorite I See Hawks in L.A. song. How'd it go? The Architecture yeah. of Asia. Has left us in the dark ages. The architecture of Asia is jumping off the pages of my mind. Architecture, architecture of Asia, of my mind. Architecture, it's like a glorious behind. It ripples with time. In Asia, <laughs> oh, glorious Muslim architecture is fucking. Oh yeah, it's insane. Check it out, Dubai, yeah. man. Yeah. I just want to say, check out the Muslims. Check out the Muslims. Check Everyone's out. doing it. We might as we were behind. Okay, Paul, I'm gonna try my blend. Oh, all right. This is a.
I shouldn't tell, but one look in your eyes, and I guess it's just as well. Ain't no heaven, no burning hell, just a boat across a troubled sea with no fortune to tell. The only worry for kids like you and me, don't let them nail a star to the bottom of the sea. Well, ain't no hero I don't wanna be, but I don't mind.
for Pedro Show. Last music for this uh, edition. The Architecture of Asia. I see hawks in L.A. And then uh, Pochinam Riga Ziku, which is uh, former Yugoslavia, uh, Croatia. No, maybe, uh, what's the one next door? Slovenia, yeah. And in English, that's, I'm starting to puke the wire. And live at Club Coca Split 2015, which is uh, Dalmatia, right? In South, Spoleto, I think, because the Venetians ran that. Yeah, it's, humans are fucking weird. Trobakova Kushna Pesci. And then finally, I see Hawks in L.A. was stealing. So uh, with Sean and his memories of those old guys, uh, I'm not going to say the genre, but this idea where you take traditional songs, like Mr. Coltrane with uh, Chim Chim Cheree or My Favorite Thing, and reinvent it. What, what, what's your take on that? All three of you. I uh, and how it pertains to to pop. No, like uh, like kind uh, of improvisational. Aspect. No, yeah, and then also like I see Hawks in L.A. doing uh, what what Paul was calling a, a traditional. I'm not going to use that genre name, but the idea of using the traditional song as a starting point, and then you fucking turn it inside out or whatever. You make it your uh, your band, uh, yours, not yours. Uh, yeah, right. yours as a as a group. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's was uh, you know the the big band era uh, that I talked about with those old guys. It it that was the foundation. You know, we played the old tunes, and and of course everybody's soloing, and uh, and so that kind of is creeping back into the way we we're talking about creating a pop music now. It's the, the improvisational thing. Uh, we don't necessarily have a a, a a standard kind of uh theme going in you know we just the theme kind of develops on its own i think from like paul said the interacting with one another and it, it just kind of evolves out of out of you know nothing just inspiration yeah who goes first it d depends well it the one tune start... you said paul did yeah, I think Paul usually starts a, a strange sound or something. Desert Flowers. Uh, you said Desert Flowers. Oh, Desert Flowers it's in particular. Yeah, I think it was a it was a melody. He started with the melody, and then and uh, Rick me and I just kind of fell in, and it, it it you know heard the phrase you know kind of play out, and 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 it evolved, and and Rick's really quick at at you know. Going to the right place, uh, you know, he can kind of. It's I don't know. How, I don't know how to say that any better. I don't know. You know, well, you said Mike, well. You said Mike, very one well. Of the things that. Thank you. One of the things that uh, I love about playing with these guys is they allow me to to fully embrace all my wrong notes and imperfections. And notes you don't like. There's no wrong notes. No notes <laughs> I don't like, or my time isn't isn't textbook perfect and and i've always heard that you know that sort of honky tonk woman you know that. how slow honky tonk woman starts out by the time they're at the end that's a fucking choo -choo yeah that's right. true that's that's come on it's real life <laughs> we're not cuckoo clocks <laughs> and, uh, no 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 what you're talking you about is being no what you're that's talking right. about is being awake and that's where real music comes being yeah. alert being awake you know what i mean that you're you're not sleepwalking you're not just 
connecting the dots. That's what I like. It's in the moment, right? When you guys yeah. get the next eight pop album together, will you come back on the show, please? Oh, we would love to. Love that. If you'll, if you'll have us. And I'm going to talk about every fucking tune like this because we don't have to go over the background shit, right? But I'm out of time now and I got to get up to Hollywood. Thank you so much. Very yeah. big honor to have you. Thank on you, Mike. And talk thank about you, Mike. these thank are you, heavy. Mike. These are very heavy things for me. I think they're important. So thank you for uh, really enlightening me. People, it's been right September on. 25, 2021, and just watch Pedo Show. Keep your powder dry.